Welcome to the Orlando Lady Boss Podcast, a show about women who impact, inspire, and grow the Orlando community. I'm your host, Diana Griffith, and the Chief Ideas Maker at Orlando Lady Boss. I'm here to introduce you to the women who are entrepreneurs, activists, artists, change makers, and leaders in the Orlando community. I hope this encourages you to impact, inspire, and grow your own community in Orlando and beyond. Now, let's get into the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 64 of the Orlando Lady Boss podcast. I am so happy to be here in the spring. Spring has sprung. The weather is beautiful. The pollen is everywhere. I don't know how everyone else is uh, faring <laughs> with the weather out there, but I am. Um, it's 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 um, bothering my you know my sinuses a little bit and. Um, and it slowed me down a little bit, but has not stopped me altogether. However, I love all of the beautiful flowers and um, the plants and everything is just like beautiful this time of year. The sky is bright blue when it's not raining and you know, what's not to love about Florida except for that little bit of a pollen problem. So if that's all that we have to, if that's all I have to complain about, then, you know, there's, there's worst things in life to think about. Um, and also in the spring, the other thing I love about spring is Orlando really comes alive. There are events like every weekend, um, March, there's like a ton. It's um, today I'm recording this. It's International Women's Day and it's Women's History Month. And so there's all of these events going on everywhere all over um, town. I'm seeing it all over my Facebook. And one of the pl places I love to go to find out about locally local happenings going on in Orlando is um, right in my inbox into a email called Pulp Town. And I am so excited because I actually got to talk to Katie Johnson, who runs Pulp Town, an email letter, newsletter that is all about Orlando. It like really covers all of these awesome aspects of Orlando from talking about um, transportation and the homelessness problems and what you might be able to do about it. Um, also, it gives you a list of like just really cool things that are happening around town. Um, gives you like an inside look of different types of um, events that maybe you didn't get a chance to see. Like I just saw that they released a video about the Sanford Porch Fest that just happened last month and I was really want to head out there but just didn't get a chance. So now I get to see what it's all about. So next year um, I can make sure that it's on my calendar and that comes out every day thanks to Katie. And um, we're going to talk to her in just a little bit um, in our interview this month. But at first, I want to get to our monthly question. And just so you know, every month I answer a question on the podcast all about um, content creation or running a business um, or really like community leadership. If you have any questions about those types of things, um, feel free to email me, Diana, at OrlandoLadyBoss.com, and I can answer your question in an upcoming episode. So our question this week comes from Beth on my Facebook page. She asked, um, for content, do you include personal life or no? Do you friend, quote unquote, certain clients? And this is actually a question I get asked a lot. Like, how do you manage all your social media? How can you, I think the, the heart of the question she's getting to is, how can you be yourself, but also not have to feel like you're sharing everything? How do you create those boundaries? And actually, if you listen to my last episode, episode 63, that question actually talks really specifically about setting boundaries in your business. But here we're talking more specifically about content and how do you manage how you share certain aspects of your life through your different um, 
content models and uh, content modes that you're doing both for your business and your personal. So I want to kind of um, talk about the do you friend certain clients things first. And because I think that the first thing you really need to do when you're thinking about all your social medias uh, uh, channels is to think about um, what do you want to do with each of those channels. So we talk a lot about this as far as your business channels are concerned, like what are the goals? What are you trying to achieve? Um, if you go to any marketing company, they're going to ask you those questions. Well, with your personal channels that you have had maybe for a decade now, some of us, right? Like Facebook has been a lot around for a really long time. Instagram, you might have had for five or six years. And now you're in this like weird space where is this business? Is this personal? I don't know anymore. And like, you really need to sit down and go like, what do I want to use these channels for? And is it, do I want to use them for business purposes? Or do I really just want to be, have a, a place where I can just like unwind and read funny stories and post like funny thoughts that I have without judgment. And like either of those things are totally fine but you have to figure out where that line is for you. So then you can decide, do I want to have my clients come into my personal space? That is up to you. So those, that that's the first thing, right? Like, what do you want out of your personal stuff? Do you really want it? Like Facebook has really become a place if you're in small business where it really kind of has become like a networking type of platform sometimes. And if that's okay and you're okay with like moving it in that direction for yourself and that's what you want to use it for, then that's totally cool. If you're feeling uncomfortable and you still want to have those connections to like people and keep in touch with families or use it for personal stuff, really start thinking about a way that maybe you can separate them. Maybe you create a, a, a personal Facebook um, profile that is really strictly just for business purposes. And that's the way that you can manage that like personal level type of thing in a way that um, makes you feel more comfortable. But you have to decide what that looks like for you. Now, let's talk about business accounts, though. So how do you add more personal life into your business accounts? And maybe if you add more of that into your business accounts, or you even have a business Facebook page that is just you yourself, but it's a business page and you can direct people to to follow you there. How do you add personality into those channels without it feeling like you are sharing too much of yourself? Um, and the way that I like to think about these things is to really um, think about the normal boundaries that you would have with your current clients. What are things that maybe you would talk about um, with them and things that you definitely wouldn't talk about. Maybe you're sharing like certain stories with your kids. Uh, maybe some of the workout routines that you have or even recipes you like to cook. Those can all be aspects of your social media threads, right? Um, and you can decide how you share them. Like, yes, you don't have to share the meltdown stories about your kids, but maybe you can share a story about how your kid hit a home run in the, in the most recent baseball game, right? Like, those are the types of things that maybe you're sharing, just like little aspects about like what's going on in your life. And, um, and so you can, the really great place to share those things are in the, in places like your stories where, where the things might disappear just within a few hours, uh, just within 24 hours. So you can share really kind of personal things that don't, that feel kind of off the cuff. Um, if you go into my Facebook uh, or into my stories, a lot of times you will see um, me usually with an animal on my lap. That is like, <laughs> like 99% of the time, the thing that I'm sharing on there, if I'm not sharing some type of like advice that maybe I've learned about, which then, um, you know, takes me to my next point of advice is like, if you maybe like had a conversation with a friend that made you think about something that applies to your business, share those things too. bring people into that. And if you're afraid about what does that look like, especially on Instagram, where everything's like very curated, and you want everything to look a certain way, um, or what pictures do you share, because visuals are really important. Um, maybe you want to talk about your kids and mom and motherhood, but you don't want to talk uh, or share pictures of them because you want to protect their privacy. That's totally okay. So then think about how you can share aspects and images that are more abstract. So maybe it's 
a picture of a bottle or back to like the your your uh, child um you know, getting a home run, maybe you're just sharing a picture of the baseball field that's empty after the kids have played the game. Those are ways for you to share aspects of your life without feeling like you're invading on other people's privacy. And on my page, you'll see like like I said, I share aspects of my pets. Um, sometimes I share pictures of friends that I have, especially um, when it relates to things that are going on in my business. And also because like I'm talking about women supporting women and I think uh, adult female friendships is a really big aspect of that. So it works within like my social media channels. You're also going to see me sharing my art, which can be very personal, but it also isn't necessarily like me showing my meals to you and every little like where I'm going to eat all the time and things like that. So those are ways for people to get to know who I am without me maybe sharing every little thing of what I'm doing, what I'm wearing <laughs> right now, um, because uh, those are just not things that like I might I necessarily feel comfortable in sharing. So figure out those things that like you do feel comfortable in sharing. You'd like to talk about that you're kind of open with other people about, and those are things that you can interpret into your social media too. Um, and so finally, I just want to reiterate to you that you get to decide how you spend your time on social media for both your business and your personal life. It really is about creating the boundaries. And, um, and if you're feeling a little scared and not confident on like doing certain aspects or talking about certain things that you want to just try experiment, see how you feel, try little bits of it. And maybe those are where those lines are, or you don't really understand how to interpret the lines that you want to draw. Sometimes that might take a little bit of experimentation. And, and I think it's, it's, as you're growing your following, and maybe if you don't have as big of a following now, right now is the time for you to kind of figure out where those those lines are for you. And it's really just thinking about your, your social media efforts just a little bit more critically, really thinking about what am I trying to get out of this on both a personal level and a professional level, because you might have different goals depending on different aspects of your life, because we are you know, we are whole people, we have different aspects of our life that we um, are bringing in. And like, sometimes social media can feel like a hodgepodge of all of those things. Because you're kind of like collecting people from different aspects of your life. And you're and you're thinking to yourself, how do I manage that all? And it's really about sitting down and being clear about why you're using it. I think that social media has like infiltrated our life so easily and it's so easy to use and there's so many great aspects of it that maybe some of us have gotten to a place where we're just not we're thinking about it more and we're not sure how to use it now it, because we're going, oh, maybe we shared too much before and that's not how we want to be now or whatever it is for you. There are a lot of messages about like how we're thinking about social media and it's okay to be thinking about those things right now as you're trying to figure out like how does this fit into like my life that also includes a business and a family and all of these other aspects. Well, I hope that that answers the question for you, Beth, or anyone else who has been struggling with some of these questions for their own social media. Just remember, it is about what you want and how you want to use your social media. And if you have a question for me, you can email me, diana at orlandoladyboss.com, and I will be happy to answer a question in a future episode. And, and you can ask me anything about content creation, um, business building, or um, a community building. I'll be happy to answer the questions on a future episode. And without further ado, let's get on to our interview, Katie Johnson, who runs Pulp Town, an email newsletter all about Orlando. Let's go talk to Katie. Thank you for joining us today. I have Katie Johnson here with me, who is the director and founder of Pulp Town. Welcome to the show today, Katie. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Pulp Town. Let's start there. And then you can tell us a little bit about yourself, too. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so Pulp 
Pulp Town um, is a daily email newsletter that I send out about all things Orlando, from local news and events to deep dive series in things such as affordable housing, um, transit, uh, lack of infrastructure, um, homelessness, and how people in our community love our city and are building up our city and just introducing you to local people in places that you may not know. Mm-hmm. And well, I, I love that. <laughs> we need more places like that. I feel like I learned so much from your newsletter. Um, and, and Pulp Town's been around in Orlando for about 11 months now, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So we launched in, in well, launched in late March of last year. So mm-hmm. we're coming up on a year. Um, mm-hmm. And it has been a very interesting and fun and crazy year mm-hmm. so yeah so we're growing and chugging along yeah anytime you start a business it's like uh. yes <laughs> yep so um what gave you the idea to go and start Pulp Town in the first place it might tell us a little bit about um where you come from okay mm-hmm. so I am from small town Alabama uh-huh. and I moved to Orlando 13 years ago after college at the University of Alabama roll tide it is the only sport that I know and or <laughs> care about the only team actually um and I moved here after college and have even back in college I remember I have a notebook and I actually just came across it last week when I was moving and um, in my notebook I remember having people when they came to stay with us that they would have to write a message or whatever and Mm -hmm. tell me about what they enjoyed most about their visit and I would take them around town take them to different bars and restaurants and all these places that I thought they should know so it's always been in my blood to want to do those things to make your experience of like our tagline is live like you live here Mm -hmm. right so like how can I best help people do that and so I've always done that naturally and subconsciously and so for years, I was working in Orlando and working, doing a lot of freelance writing on the side and then working like in different community events and um, working with different people that were doing things, whatever, and, and, and writing for them and promoting them and telling the world about how awesome they are. And I was also working at a bar and, um, and yeah, so I, so I was just doing a bunch of things in the community and then uh, I always would kind of preach live like you, live here, live like, like a mm-hmm. tourist, but also like a local, yeah, right? And how yeah, can yeah. I make you do both? Mm-hmm. And so when I first heard of the parent company, which is Where By Us, their hashtag is live like you live here. And that for me was like a natural, like, oh, duh. So it was like your Light motto balls. already and then <laughs> yeah. like you came across this and you're like, oh, this fits like what I've been trying to promote here in Orlando. Correct. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Because I, I, I agree. Orlando has this, like, I don't know if other cities have this thing, but, like, it, yeah, it, I think it's because of the tourists. Yeah. Like, we just, there's lots of attention everywhere, and it's hard to, like, get people to want to get out from behind their house to come out and enjoy the local flavor, but there's so much great stuff yes. here. We just don't have the... The, sh- the platforms that the giant theme parks have. Oh, no, or the money. <laughs> or the money. The giant yeah. theme parks, mm-hmm. platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and from Alabama, like, the friends that I knew that were born and raised here that I met when I moved here, and they're mm-hmm. still some of my friends now, they've all since may have moved on to, like, Boston, New York, Seattle, and, like, all these places, and they're just like, oh, Orlando sucks. But then as soon as they come to town, they're like, Katie, what should we do? And I'm like, oh, girl, I thought you said it sucked. Let me show you what's up. Every you know? single person I ever bring into Orlando does the same thing. Yeah. Like, oh, there's not anything good in Orlando until we visited Diana, and then she showed us all this awesome exactly. stuff. Like, I had no idea. Yeah. So... I had friends in town once from Australia, and they still, to this day, talk to me about how they miss Drunken Monkey and, like, want to oh, go to a show again at the Plaza awesome. Live. Yeah. Well, uh, your story sounds kind of similar to me, except I grew up in Lakeland, so not very far. I didn't move as far, but I grew up in Lakeland, and I have friends that live in Lakeland, and they think that about Orlando. <laughs> like, there is literally, like, a geographical, like dead in at the end of Disney where like, yeah. people west of us don't understand. Right. And they, they're just like, Oh, a Diana lives in Orlando, but we don't really understand why until they see me talk about all the stuff. And they're like, Oh man, I wish that that was in my town or this or whatever. Cause they just, people just really associate it with the theme parks. And yeah. it's like a thousand percent. All of us, all of us here that are like trying to build this community and want to live here be like, yes, let's live here. This is what we want yeah. to do. And let's live like we live here. Yeah. Let's, you know, 
drive like you live here. You have kids that are around. You know, like let's exactly. let's do whatever. Like make the most of everything that's in your backyard, mm-hmm. from the theme parks to all the one thousand exactly. taco places that we have. Yeah, because <laughs> we, uh, I, you know, I hear a complaint all the time. It's like, oh, Orlando's so transient. I was like, yeah, but if we always talk like it is transient, then we're always gonna yeah. act that way. But like. There's people that have lived there here their whole lives. Yeah. They are building their families here. They're you know, like they want a place that's like worth like enjoying. Right. So like we you know, I I own property here. I want like I'm staying here, yeah. you know. Like, I just made a lifelong commitment. Yeah, you know, like, like, I, I am invest I am investing in our city because this is where I wanna live. So mm-hmm. yeah, like let's live here. So I love that like let's live like you live here mm-hmm. um thing. So you you found this company that had this like concept that was very similar to how you viewed Orlando right so how did you make that connection to help so so the parent company whereby us Mm -hmm. is a media company based out of Miami and they had launched the new traffic in Miami and uh, the new traffic is a sister publication to pulp town and so at the time I don't think They quite knew that it was going to start going out to different cities, but Mm -hmm. fast forward like a year or so and out like telling people what they were doing and and, like really kind of changing the way that like journalism, like how you talk in journalism, I guess. Like they just felt like even in their local media groups in Miami, they felt very disconnected to the news. And so how could they make people like themselves who are very passionate about their community, Mm -hmm. how can they make them like find something that was like compelling in the news right like like mm-hmm. what is it that I want to be a part of like is mm-hmm. this news speaking to me how can I make the news talk to me in a way that I can understand mm-hmm. it so that other people like me can understand it too mm-hmm. and so um so that's where like we're by us and then the, the new traffic formed and then soon when they were out you know visiting friends in Seattle people were like you should bring that here you know so then um I had an employee of mine who worked for me in Orlando who had moved to Miami and she met someone somebody from the team at a networking event and they're like, oh, you know, we've never thought about Orlando. Like, we've kind of like, you know, I know Orlando's growing and it looks great and like, you know, whatever. And we're interested. And she's like, I, I hate Orlando, but my old boss, Katie, she loves it. You should call her. <laughs> and so she introduced us via email. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love Orlando. Yeah, let me tell you all these great things. And I had no idea what the conversation was about. I had no idea mm-hmm. at the time, like what they were even talking to me for. I just will mm-hmm. celebrate it and tell you what I like yeah. about it, you know? And so from there, those conversations continue to happen. And then um, they, Whereby Us actually launched their second publication in Seattle called The Evergrey. And then um, fast forward two years, they launched simultaneously in Portland and in Orlando at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they, I stayed in touch with them for three years. And then when they were ready to come to Orlando, I was like, hey, I'm still here. I'm mm-hmm. still doing all these other things. And I think that if I fuel this all into this, it mm-hmm. could actually be, be really great. Go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, so that's how we launched Pulp Town in Orlando last March. You touched on something I thought was really interesting about um, how we view um, journalism and how we're talking about local um, things that are interesting to like local communities. Because I feel like that is a very um, big gap and an important one within mm-hmm. um, when we're talking on a big scale about media. It's like where where are these local like where are the local um, journalists basically sharing what's actually going on in the community, letting people know what's going on. Um, and so you kind of touched on that. Like it's kind of important to be like feet on the ground, out and about, because you're not just like sitting on your computer all the time googling stuff. You're like out talking to people. You've had a community of people that you've built over the 13 years that you've mm-hmm. been here in Orlando. Mm-hmm. So how is that, like, you said, like, all of these things have helped you towards building these stories around this. The way that we treat, view the news mm-hmm. um, in our different cities that we're in, I think one of the things is that oftentimes, like, you read something and you don't know what you just read. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, okay, that's great, but WTF am I supposed to do with that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think for us for each of our cities and for Pulp Town specifically like you just we just really try to make what we're putting out there like easy to digest quick to digest Mm -hmm. easy to understand easy to share at the water cooler right like things that like you want to talk about at the water cooler things Mm -hmm. that like you need to know and what you need to know about it and make it as simple and Mm -hmm. quick as painless as possible like there is such a hole Mm -hmm. in this for this local like hyper-local focus on having people on the ground really sourcing where the material is coming from and how much work there is in that. Right. And if you think about it, too, 
there are several people that make up a big publication, right? Mm -hmm. We are a little scrappy Mm -hmm. little newsletter that goes out and Mm -hmm. we have myself as like the local director. And Mm -hmm. so I'm writing the newsletter every day with support from a central team, like when we need it, you Mm -hmm. know, and then, um, also have our video producer. And so it's just us. So when people like send in an email, like they're getting a direct response, Mm -hmm. most likely like from myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's that intimate connection that can happen that may not be able to happen obviously in like bigger publications. Mm -hmm. The fact that there is such that personal touch when Mm -hmm. you're, when you're interacting with a small publication, because I think sometimes people see like a name that's uh, a company as opposed to a person. Mm -hmm. And then they feel like I can't interact with them because I don't, you know, like I'm just going to go into a inbox that no one's going to read or whatever like that. But like when, when you're interacting with a, like when you get that personal touch of like, Oh, this is actually, you learn that like, this is actually a person. There's things going on behind the scenes. That's like, cause it feels like an email from your friend, right? Exactly. Talking. Yeah. That was where I was getting with that. Exactly. (laughs) Like you want to respond. I think I read one. I like almost like just was like, yeah, I want to respond to them. And you should. Yeah. I welcome it. <laughs> well, that's good to know. So, yeah. so if you're reading it and you want to respond to Katie, like... Do it. Yeah. Let her know Katie about Katie at Pulp.town. <laughs> but that's... I mean, that's what's so great about it is, like, you feel like you're opening up and you're like, oh, my friend's telling me about all these events going yeah. on or the stuff going on around Orlando. Well, and as someone who's lived here for 13 years, right, like, I think that... I, I hope that I, that we do a good job of telling something like that we know that we want to know. So mm-hmm. hopefully that means that you guys want to know it too, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. so yeah. But yeah, I guess I, like I was just getting to like, there's a lot of work that goes into that mm-hmm. and like a lot of community building yeah. that goes into, oh, yeah. like you've been doing work for years to be able to have the network of people to be able to execute this in this way right. through this publication because you have you have the ears out that you are able to connect with people and go, what's going on here and what's going on there and like bring that information right. in. And yeah. like, that's, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're seeing that, I just like, I want to help, I want to praise you, like point that out. Like <laughs> there's a lot of work going on to your na- daily newsletter. You're getting behind the scenes yeah. every day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> From like going out to like, I mean, for anybody, I guess, too, mm-hmm. in this, in this realm is like going out and like making sure you attend like all of these events and mm-hmm. making sure that like, we know like what's going on so that we can best deliver mm-hmm. exactly like what's happening, you know? Mm-hmm. And then coming back and also writing a daily newsletter every day. Yeah. It's, it's quite, yeah. Feat, but we're passionate <laughs> about it and making it happen. But so. the, and it comes through so well in the, in the newsletter too. So, and I think that that's, what's great. Cause like it feels like it's Orlando. Thanks. And like, that's, <laughs> that's really important, that's, right? That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, it feels like, but I mean, like even, so where did you come up with the idea for Pulp Town? Cause it so sounds the name, like the different names are for under this parent company are different. So yeah. So they are all different and mm-hmm. we, it, it's all like the local director kind of helps to steer mm-hmm. that conversation of what should this name be. And mm-hmm. for us, when we first came, well, when so the first week that like we came to Orlando and AK I was already here but mm-hmm. the team in Miami mm-hmm. the parent company there was like five of them that came with me and helped me pull off like we pulled off seventy five I think interviews and interviewed seventy five people in the community and said hey what do you feel like is missing from the local news what do you wish you read more of what is it that you love about Orlando what don't you like so much what could we help you better understand and just ask them uh, this broad range of questions of like what would you do if you had you know hundred dollars to spend in a day, where would you go? You know, Mm -hmm. like what, like, what is it that you want people to know more about the secret hidden gym, you know? And so from that, um, from those conversations, um, we came up with the fact that while we are considered a big city, like of course, anybody that is actually local here or whatever, Mm -hmm. it feels like a small town. Mm -hmm. Like Orlando has a problem and also this amazing fact that it can be like the the le- level of accessibility right yeah and we have a so, problem and an opportunity right a thousand percent <laughs> a thousand percent and so so the town part was kind of like a mm-hmm. it was just had to happen and then pulp was really because like speaking of like the the meat and the and the the grit mm-hmm. of something and then also orange pulp yeah because yeah. we were mm-hmm. founded on orange grove so mm-hmm. when people are like oh it wasn't until disney came mm-hmm. that orlando exploded and it was like well actually our citrus industry like was mm-hmm. really a big thing that put us on the map right yeah, yeah. so that was where pulp town came to be mm-hmm. and like how we came up with the name and it literally took probably and like we 
I hate to say this aloud, but we killed a lot of trees that day because we had so many post-it notes. You know, just I, all over the wall. I, I, I love that you said that, even though you're like embarrassed that there's a lot of post-it notes. But one of the biggest questions I get from people all the time is like, how do you come up with a name? And it's like, you had to just throw a yes. lot of stuff at the wall. A lot. <laughs> like, so just many. start writing things out exhaust your brain and then come back to it yeah. again another time and I mean it was days of yeah. like literally like every wall in the living room and the dining room and even started going into the kitchen were just post-it notes so yeah. that's how it happened so so you know if you are out there going I want to start a company but I can't think of the name you better get some post-it yeah, notes <laughs> there's a lot of brainstorming coming your way yes so you were talking about Orlando feeling like a small town, mm-hmm. but like also there's like accessibility. And I found that to be totally true too. And mm-hmm. right before we started this interview, we were all talking about how like you and I have ran into each other yep. probably like at least a decade, like maybe over the last 10 years over Thousand. like, yeah, probably a dozen times at least. And it's like, that happens all the time mm-hmm. in Orlando where people are just, and I, I, I don't know if it's because people just kind of flow in and out of like the activities they're doing or what it's because we're spread out or something like that. But yeah, Orlando is totally like that mm-hmm. where there's people that have been here forever and they know people. And then all of a sudden you get introduced to a new group and all of a sudden, you know, 50 more people that know a ton of people, you know, you're like, how did that happen? Right. And, and it's actually like, it's one of those things that I love about Orlando, mm-hmm. right? No, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Because you're, like, one person away from, like, a whole new group of, like, people that you could, like, really connect with. Right. And, like, for example, in New York, you can't, you know, go knock on the mayor's door, but here Mm -hmm. you literally can Mm -hmm. almost. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. you can can get to Buddy Dyer. Yeah. I mean, you can get... To oh yeah, I see, Pat, I, can, see, you know, I, pay, I see Patty Sheehan walking yeah. her dog. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I just saw her last week walking around in Thornton Park in one of her cool, like, highly decorative suits, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I'm like, I know exactly who that is, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think that you have that luxury in other cities, and I love mm-hmm, that about mm-hmm. here, so. Yeah, and I also think it's great because we are, like, still that small town feel that as we keep growing, we're able to have more of a say with the city starts yeah. looking like as yep. we're as because the the goal is you can tell the goal, goal of our government is to grow people are coming wanting to come to Orlando anyway right. so we're like okay let them come here and stay here so how do how do we grow what do we like what does our voice want to be right and and, and that's one of the other things I think most of a lot of our interviews interviewee said and then one of the things that I love too Mm -hmm. is the fact that we are growing and you're able to be a part of something right Mm -hmm. like like and I think for me like I've been here 13 years and when I moved here I thought for sure because I came by way of a lot of other people might have the same story is with an ex-boyfriend and it Mm -hmm. didn't work out right Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh I'm gonna move next year and then I'd sign a new lease and then I'd you know, get into a job and like, I'm going to move next year. And then I'd sign another new lease. And then I'd meet a new friend and then I'd meet something else. And then that friend introduced me to writing for like one publication mm-hmm. and then introduced me to whatever else. And then over time, just watching how Orlando has evolved in even the last decade and last 12 years, mm-hmm. 13 years for me, it has been insane. And, yeah. and you just feel like you're part of something. Right. And so now it's like, well, if I leave, I'm not part of it anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, what am I going to do? You know, like you just have this responsibility. Like I owe it That's to Orlando feel. to feel, to stay here. I totally feel that way too. It's like, we have a responsibility to kind of like help build this town. Cause if you go, Oh, well, like look at what Denver is doing or look at what Austin yes. is doing or look at these other up and coming cities and what they're doing. It's like, yeah, well, if all of our, all the people that want to, like, be the leaders in Orlando leave and go to those cities, right. like, then who's here to, like, do that work? And right. so I think it's so great to see new, like, organizations come up and, sh- and go, okay, we're going to stand here, we're going to have a voice, and this is what we're going to sound like, and because we have people that can be served by this. Yeah. And, you know, so if you're thinking about, like, how do I make my space in here, there's there's, there's places. There is room at the table. <laughs> there is for room you. at the table mm-hmm. in Orlando to mm-hmm. do that. And yeah. I think that like through Pulp Town, you're showing very well that there was a space for yeah. um and a, a thing like this. Like I love the calendar feed. Like I love the calendar <laughs> events. I'm just like I I sent it to my husband. And I was like, you want to have an idea of what we're doing for the weekend? <laughs> Here you go. 
sign up for the emails. So then I don't have to like, so then like, you're not planning everything. Yes, I'm not planning everything. Like, that's great. Like one space where there's like a, a, you know, a general thing of events that you can just be like, okay, what's going on this Mm -hmm. weekend and stuff. And then you get a little dash of news about just other happenings in town. Right. Great. So, um, so yeah, like if you're looking, if you feel like there's a hole in Orlando, you're probably right. (laughs) You're probably right. And I love that you and your team went and did some market research. Yeah. Like, that's a great lesson, too. Like, go out and just ask people right. what they want to hear. Yeah. And, well, and if they had told us to, you know, screw off, we don't want you here, yeah. you know? Like, you know, like, okay, well, you know, well, let's yeah. see where else we can fit in, you know? Exactly. So, so, yeah, so you've, you've said that you've seen the Orlando community grow a lot since you um, have started here, or, like, since you moved here. So what are some of the big changes that you've seen over the last decade or so? Um, so one of the things that like really inspires me about Orlando has been coming from small town Alabama where my grandfather and my mom both tried to have small businesses and my grandfather, like his was successful. My mom's not so much Mm -hmm. love you mom. If you ever listen. Um, but she, I mean, but like now going back home to that small town, all of the businesses downtown are closed. There's Mm -hmm. all like just an empty downtown and it's a struggling community and it, makes me so sad because I knew there was such a drive for that as a kid Mm -hmm. and I would see that with my mom and all these other people that I knew and it was a very small town so you knew it's kind of like here like you kind of know everyone's Mm -hmm. business you know and everybody knows yours Mm -hmm. and and growing up I thought that was such a hindrance and now I'm like I don't care like yeah let's let's talk about stuff you know and and whatever but I but I see you know like that local love here helps me like like, I feel more fulfilled from that because I just see so much support for, like, shop local, love local, support mm-hmm. local, mm-hmm. local love Orlando. Like, all of these people. Like, the Orlando one years ago when Andy and the oh, yeah. that. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just, I love that. And so, for me, like, the local love Orlando is, like, one of the things that I really love most about the city. Yeah. And, and I see as one of our biggest mm-hmm. traits. So I totally agree. I think about that, too, from being, like, from a smaller town than Orlando is. And, you know, my parents, like, we always went to, like, a, a couple local spots, and the mm-hmm. owners knew my parents, and things like that. Oh, like, yeah. that kind of, like... I could talk myself out of a ticket growing up, <laughs> you know? Like, can't probably do that here, but... Well, I didn't have that much, actually, but, like, yeah, but yeah like, that's, yeah. like, small town, like, you're gonna go to the grocery store. Like, I yeah. go home, and, like, people come out of the woodwork. I always run into someone yeah. when I'm out in public, back at home, and I haven't lived there in a few years. Yeah. Yeah, like, you would just see everyone. You run into people and stuff, and um, I like having that feel around here, too. I like being able to go into Seven Bites and say hello to Trina after I've had breakfast. Right. That was awesome. Thank you. And, you know, and and just see different business owners around town and, like, support them because I know that money is going to go back into the community. Right. Yep. As opposed to, like, a larger organization where it's going to get filtered out through everywhere that they might be yeah so and and we have like an advantage point in the fact that we have all of these small neighborhoods right these Mm -hmm. like small pockets and so whether it's you know one of these main street districts and even if it's not like you know I was driving through Maitland today and I was just like man there's so many things like in Maitland that I oftentimes like forget about unless I'm driving by them but Mm -hmm. there's so many great things in Maitland there's great things in Lake Mary and Mm -hmm. Altamont and Winter Garden and Winter Springs Mm and you can just find something you can find a sense of community in like each of those Mm -hmm. little pockets and I love that yeah and I think that it's important instead of saying like oh we need to have like these big central things to be like let's encourage the small communities Mm -hmm. in the neighborhoods where they are because like that's that's where you're spending your everyday life. You don't, if you live in Maitland, you don't want to go to yeah. West Orlando to like yep. do things all the time or whatever. You want to be able to have things in your own little backyard that you can enjoy. So yeah. that's, that's why you choose to live where you live. Yep. And then live like <laughs> you live there. Like you live there. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Totally. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Since Pulp Town launched, and we did a series called The City Curious, and we said, hey, anything you want to know about Orlando, send us a question. Mm -hmm. We'll investigate it for you. But first, we're going to put up for a vote and let everybody else decide, like, Mm -hmm. which question we're going to go after. Yeah. And so I think that that has helped us tremendously because I think that later on what we'll do is afterwards we'll put it in a newsletter and say, hey... Carolyn, thanks for sending in this question, mm-hmm. and this is what we found out, right? And yeah. so I have 
enjoyed probably the most getting those kinds of emails from people and they're like, Hey, thanks for answering, taking the time to answer my question today. Yeah. And I really did want to know this or, or the other best emails are the ones where like, man, you opened my eyes to something new in Orlando that I never knew, or mm-hmm. you taught me history or you, or, or, or whatever. And like that has been the most rewarding experience. And, uh, I mean, Anyway, That's awesome because so, it yeah. sounds like you get to like you get to help people enjoy the city better, right? Yeah, and just to like, I mean, I think to always like live, like live like you live here, but like uh-huh. with with children, right? Like they always have this like childlike wonder, uh-huh. and it's something that like as adults, when things begin to happen to us over and over, like you mm-hmm. lose some of that sense of wonder, mm-hmm. and so if you're able to keep your eyes peeled and like keep some of that, like you, you learn something new all the mm-hmm. time, but you just have to change your perspective. You have mm-hmm. to be open to it and you have to be open to like conversations and having these conversations where people will reach out and like, trust me with their questions or trust yeah. me with their like, you know, like, Hey Katie, like I used the calendar this weekend, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever events or I went to this because you told me to do so, you yeah. know what I'm like? That is such a great thing because we need to do more of that, more community, more yeah. conversations and mm-hmm. Well, and also listening. the fact that, yeah, that like the listening, and I, I, I see you posting on your social medias asking mm-hmm. questions too. Mm-hmm. So it is cool to like be able to answer questions and go, Hey, there's this thing that I am like, I see around town and I don't know what's going on. Can someone answer it? And they're like, Oh, I know Hope Town can. And, yeah. and then you can go investigate it. For yeah. Them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, another thing I'll say before we wrap up too, mm-hmm. is that we have been focusing since January on some different series. And one of our series is for local change makers. And mm-hmm. each month we kind of choose a topic. And so for anyone, um, that you can nominate a change maker. Uh, so that's something that Very like we cool. could always use some good feedback from. Mm-hmm. So right now, like I think we are in transit, like nominating local ch- change makers in transit. Or we're wrapping that one up, so we'll be launching the next one, which is people in architect and like design and cool. like people that are doing things around the community that might be changing it aesthetically, but could be changing like like seeing a problem and fixing it. So if we needed, for example, like more wheelchair ramps. I like use that, but I, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know the person doing that, but still, you know, just like, it doesn't have to be like building this elaborate, mm-hmm. like sky house thing, right? It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be that. It mm-hmm. can be anything, right? Yeah. So, so each month we'll be focusing on these different change makers. So that's a great place for people to send in like any of their nominations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what we do is we send Kayla O'Brien, our video producer out and she does a video and they have been awesome. She's been killing those videos. And then we've also been spotlighting neighborhoods. And so each month we sponsor, or we sponsor, we spotlight a different neighborhood. Um, and with those, Kayla also goes out and creates these amazing videos. Like one of the ones that just got like so much, uh, attention was our vegan hot dog cart. People Mm -hmm. love that video. And so, and then I, I saw them recently, we were leaving another video shoot downtown and, and we stopped to get a vegan hot dog cart Uh or a vegan hot dog cart. We just stopped to get a vegan hot dog, whatever. (laughs) Um, and they were like, once they found out we were Pulp Town as we were leaving, they were like, oh my gosh, like we've had so many people that came up because of our Pulp Town video. That's awesome. And it was so amazing. And I'm like, oh man, that's so special, right? And so, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, so our neighborhood spotlights and changemaker spotlights. And then also like each month we try to tackle a topic that is an issue for Orlando. So we wrapped up um, our topic on home or not homelessness, but affordable housing. Mm-hmm which we'll always talk about throughout the year, but we did a specific, like every week you could expect to see something about it in the newsletter. Mm -hmm. And then right now we're doing, we're wrapping up our modern love series and Mm -hmm. modern love is all about, you know, like how do you find love in Orlando Mm -hmm. and, you know, like, why do you think it sucks to date here in Orlando? Or why yeah, do you think past it's great? Lady, past uh, Orlando lady boss Jasmine Diaz right. was uh, interviewed for, for and that. And she crushed it. I thought it was great. I mean, I said, like, I'm not single, but I think that these hits on, like, just issues in mm-hmm. in Orlando on community building yeah. that she hit on, you know, in that and article. And people, we asked, we did a call up for 100 word love stories, and we've gotten so many great love stories that it's hard because we said that we would uh, draw your love story. Uh-huh. And so so we've had so many, we've had to like tone it down to only like six of them that we can draw. <laughs> and we being Haley uh, Weaver, who's our resident illustrator and social media girl for our central team. And she's on, uh, she's Haley Drew this. You got to check her out because she's incredible. Cool. But she doodles we can, these things. We can, uh, we, we can promote ladies <laughs> yeah. that are uh, beyond Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> she's great. But she um, does these amazing doodles. And so this has been, this 100 word love story, it's just awesome because you have like, oh, I, when I first went to, I don't know, Buttermilk Bakery or when mm-hmm. I first went to, I went on a date at Black Rooster Taqueria. You know, these people are like calling out these Orlando places mm-hmm. that are part of their love story. And that has been really awesome. Too, oh, that's so. very fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my husband and I's love story is all Orlando yeah. based. So I can, I can imagine like, oh, how like nice and sweet that is. Yeah. So I'll be looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, 
that that piece is has it been out yet? Or? Yeah. So every week we've been kind of sharing one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If not multiple times a week, we'll just kind of like throw in there like here's because mm-hmm. it's only a hundred words, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. yeah. Them. So this is this is from the February. Yeah. And this right. Is you got to go back. Mar, so you're gonna have to go back. Mm-hmm. Are, are people able to see archives of mm-hmm. the newsletter? Perfect. So then, so if you're, town. yeah, if we're talking about this, you could go back and look at other things because some of that stuff will still be fantastic next month and yes. it'll make you maybe feel a little spring month in the air. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, the last question I'm going to ask you, Katie, is what is a piece of advice that stuck with you over the years? Um, good question. Um, I, years ago I had a boss who would tell me that, it's, it's like a quote. It's not like he made it up, but something mm-hmm. about like, you know, if you have a problem, like don't come to the table until you have a solution mm-hmm, for it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that always resonates, um, with anything like when we're looking at like, okay, what is a problem that Orlando is facing? Um, or as an Orlando and mm-hmm. myself, like how, how does it affect me? And then like, how can we make that better? Right. So, mm-hmm. so that's one thing that I've, that I always hear in the back of my head. And then another is just kind of like always to be like unabashedly be yourself and authentic and like all those things. And mm-hmm. so for me, I don't think that we shy away from that. I think that like when you read Pulp Town and then also like once you get to know me that like that is what we are. And, mm-hmm. um, and then another mantra that keeps coming up in my head is one day at a time. And so every day <laughs> I think... I feel like that's the business owner's one day mantra. At a time. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Like one day, one step in front of the yeah. other. Yeah. So those are three things that like literally permeate like every day, if not multiple times a week. I think I that that's great advice. And I think that, um, exactly what you said. Like, I think that those types of that, that advice comes through, through the newsletter. You said mm-hmm. like looking at the, um, before the interview, you were saying that, um, it's about like identifying a problem, but like with optimism mm-hmm. and coming up thoughtfully with a solution, optimistic. Th- thoughtfully optimistic. And mm-hmm. I really love that because, um, it's so easy to point problems out. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of Orlandoans are experts at that, but yeah. like to, to oh, come, yeah. come back and go, well, then what do we do collectively to like right. make this better? Because we're all seeing the problem. So what can right. we do to come together and fix it? Which, and I don't know how much promotion <laughs> I can do, but, and I'm not trying to, but <laughs> if you've never attended a rethinking the city event, mm-hmm. You should. You can talk about any, uh, uh, like any organization you want to talk about. Yeah. Because, or it's oh, Orlando my gosh. based. Yeah. Obviously. I don't know when the last time they've had one, but I went to one like a few years ago about um, transit. And, yeah. Oh my gosh, it was fantastic. Was it when Omnimodal was there? Um, last year? No, 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 no. Um, no. It was um, Andy with Yelp was on the panel. Okay. Um, yeah. It was like two years ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they just do such a good job of the, doing a panel and or bringing like mm-hmm. one person, a local expert out to talk about things. And mm-hmm. then it opens the floor to everyone that's sitting there watching or there in the room mm-hmm. and can ask questions. And then you also, it's also being filmed like for a Facebook live. I think it happens every last Tuesday of the month. Um, but fact check me. Yeah, we'll um, we'll look and then I'll put the yeah. link in the um in the show notes. Yes, yeah, but to, they're to great. To city, yeah, I enjoy I enjoy the programming they do too, and yeah. so it yeah it's there's lots of places out there that are trying to do things. Yeah, it says we have a problem. Yeah. let's figure out some solutions, but let's do it together. Yeah, you know? yeah. So. And Pulp Town is here, like helping yeah. you find all of those places. That's right. So <laughs> that's awesome. Well, where can we find Pulp Town? So Pulp Town is on um, Instagram, just as Pulp Town, P-U-L-P-T-O-W-N. Um, Facebook, we're also there as Pulp Town. And then our website is pulp.town. So a lot of, so is my email. It's also pulp.town. So people are like, .com? And I'm like, nope, .town. Yeah, that messed me up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. And then um, we're, we're kind of on Twitter. Um, and we have some videos on uh, YouTube as well. And that's what, and they can sign up in the email. Yeah, so yeah, that's the thing. You can sign up in the email. Um, also, you have a referral link. So if you sign up other people, you can get some different swag and stuff that we send out. So we send out like stickers and postcards. And eventually, if you sign up, you know, like mm-hmm. say 25 people or something like that, it could be fibbing here. But however many people, you could get like a towel or a jacket or I don't know what we're giving out. <laughs> but all kinds of things. And then we just launched our membership program. And so right now it's an introductory price of $8 a month and that helps um, for us fund 
a lot of things, honestly, but it also like we turn around and invite members for free or at, at a very discounted rate to our events. So for example, we just had last month had an event at a swirly wine bar and it was called bivalves and or bubbles and bivalves. Mm-hmm. And that event for non-members, I think was $30 for members. It was free. And so we tried nine wines, uh, mm-hmm. tasted mussels and, and lobster and like all of these things for $30 or mm-hmm. for free if you're a member. And then we had an event at, um, Orlando Brewing, and that too was a free event for members and $15 for non members. Mm-hmm. And those events happen every month because as we're doing these neighborhood series work, mm-hmm. we'll have um, one to two events each month. And then at the end of the year, we also have a big event. Oh, that's so, cool. so that's one way that is member benefits and yeah. a few other things that you get, like behind the scenes stuff or giveaway tickets or anything like that. That's oh, what that's membership awesome. pays for. And, and I mean, like, if you. Like, listeners out there, if you enjoy, you know, the material that someone's putting out on a regular basis, like, that's why I was, like, really trying to, like, there's a lot of work that goes into something you see every morning in the mm-hmm. newsletter, and, like, this is what, like, what these, or, like, organizations like yours do, like, and helping support them through membership yeah. models Local and things like that. Yep. Yeah, and to help them to continue to be able to, like, have the feet on the ground and go out and talk to everyone uh, you know survey people in the community go what do you want like that's it takes man hours yeah so, yeah help support those types of things Please. And, <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah um anyways thank you so much thank katie you. it was a blast talking to you i love hearing i feel like i learned new things about orlando just in our conversation and um i hope a lot of people learn some things too and i yes. hope they sign up for pulp town so they're yes. always in the know about what's going on in orlando Um, But thank you very much, and we'll catch everyone next time. Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit my blog, OrlandoLadyBoss.com, for all the show notes from this episode and past episodes. There you can sign up for my monthly email list where I share with you updates on news about women empowerment, networking in Orlando, content writing and marketing tips, and how to share your story with the world. Plus, when you sign up for the newsletter, you get my free download, Boss Up Your Bio, a worksheet that helps you write the perfect about page that makes you shine and speaks to your ideal client. You can also find me on social media. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Orlando Lady Boss, and you can search for me on Facebook as Orlando Lady Boss also. If you're a woman in Orlando doing something amazing, please be sure to tag it with hashtag Orlando Lady Boss so I can see all the cool stuff you're doing out in the community. Finally, if you got this far and you like what you heard, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. It really helps this podcast to get discovered by other people. Also make sure to download the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That way, a new episode will be automatically downloaded each Friday for you to enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Until next time, stay strong and go out and make an impact.